0: Hi and welcome to Creatrix Culture. I'm your host Sarah Lotti. I am excited to be back here today with another guest, which I'll introduce in a moment. So February's focus for our workshop was on self love, and it was really interesting going into this theme for the month. It, it was so different than shadow self, where I feel after the January's workshop of Shadow Self, a lot of my shadows came up after the workshop, so I started personally working on a lot of things once the workshop um, wrapped up, and this one I had a completely different experience going into creating a workshop around self-love. When I initially decided to uh, have that be the theme, what I thought we were going to do and what I thought... That we were going to talk about and work on ended up being it took a 180 and it ended up being completely different and stuff before the workshop for me started bubbling up hardcore of different areas of my life where I wasn't properly taking care of myself so it was really exciting to then see what I had to bring to the table for the workshop and the topics that came up and different stuff that we discussed. One big thing that came across my path about, I would say, a week before the workshop is I came across this article on thoughtcatalog.com written by Brianna West. And the title of the article is, this is what self-care really means because it's not all salt baths and chocolate cake. So that piqued my interest right away. And I'm just going to read you a little excerpt of the article. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. So she writes in the article... Self-care is often a very unbeautiful thing. It's making a spreadsheet of your debt or enforcing a morning routine and cooking yourself healthy meals and no longer just running from your problems and calling the distraction a solution. It's often doing the ugliest thing that you have to do, like sweat through another workout or tell a toxic friend you don't want to see them anymore, or get a second job so you can have the savings account, or figure out a way to accept yourself so that you're not constantly exhausted from trying to be everything all the time and then needing to take deliberate mandated breaks from living to the basic things like drop some oil in a bath, read Mary Claire, and turn off the phone for a day. In the world where self-care has to be such a trendy topic is a world that is sick. Self-care should not be something resort to we resort to because we are so absolutely exhausted that we need to have some reprieve from our own relentless internal pressure. And I think that is so true that as self-healing, meditation, yoga, everything becomes more mainstream and so many people are jumping on the bandwagon and as much as everyone knows I love crystals, I think what's getting clouded is again looking kind of like shadow self is us not looking at the, the ugly side of things, the real side of things, the things that are hard. So, that being said, we're going to jump in it today with Kimberly McConnell.
1: Hi. Kimberly
0: is, she is the creator and designer of Rosebird Jewelry, and you can find her on Etsy. Do you also have a mm-hmm. website, or are you just on Website's Etsy? Website's
1: in progress, hopefully Oh, in like a month or so. Beautiful. Yeah. So, right now
0: you can find her on Etsy at Rosebird Jewelry, and her Designs are so beautiful and classic and simplistic and absolutely stunning. So
1: thank you, Sarah. Yeah. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for coming. It's so my pleasure. I think it's awesome that you decided to have me be on your self-love episode because I'm like, girl, I don't know how to self-love myself. <laughs> but it's a process, right? And it's like, yeah. it's something that I think I think we all need to intentionally make steps towards. It's not just like something that you're born being good at. And um, I've definitely made some progress in the last couple of years for self-love. I think self-love is like, you can't love other people unless you love yourself. And you can't, I guess you can't love yourself unless you love other people. I, I don't know. It's still a really confusing it's, topic, but it's, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's like at the base of everything that you do in your life. Like all your relationships, all your work, all your everything, it's, it comes down to self-love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that this
0: topic along with The shadow self topic, uh, Kimberly was in the shadow self workshop. So a lot of this stuff, and I think moving forward, a lot of stuff that is going to come up in the workshops and the topics that we discuss is that so much stuff is not taught to us. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if you had very parents that were very in tune or um, very self-aware or constantly working on themselves, Mm -hmm. a lot of us grew up in the dark about so I mean i just feel like we're becoming adults just kind of mm-hmm. flailing around trying to figure it out for ourselves and like i said luckily a lot of this stuff
1: is becoming more mainstream now yeah it's actually becoming kind of trendy yeah which it's funny it's like whenever something that's like good for the world becomes trendy i think it's hilarious like veganism it's so mm-hmm. trendy but i'm like all right fuck it like if everybody's going to get on board with this just because it's cool it's like well, st- we're still saving the planet like right. we're all collectively getting on get- board with this of like we're in so much control of our lives based on how we treat ourselves and how mm-hmm. we treat other people and what we think of ourselves and our own self-worth. And it's just so awesome that, like, the whole world is starting to see that now because, yeah, it's becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And, and we've just
0: honestly been treating each other like crap. Yeah, you because know? we don't
1: know. It's not really our fault. No. It's not really anybody's fault. No, like, we're all just, like, we're all flopped just down here.
0: Floundering around. <laughs> yeah. And we've been treating ourselves like crap, and that's – that, for me, personally, that's stepping um, into this month's uh, self-love is I had to make some hard choices, yeah, and being being brutally brutally honest with myself of what isn't working for me anymore, mm-hmm. what isn't what isn't feeding my soul or my heart or uh, my little girl
1: mm-hmm. or my
0: spirit, and it might feel good temporarily, but in the long run, it's yeah it's, it's having negative effects.
1: It's totally, and that goes, I love that, that quote, that little story that you just read, um, about how like self-love just isn't, it's not about like indulging and taking a bath and, (laughs) and -hmm. eating chocolate. And it's, it's more like being the adult for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like we've talked about this before. It's like, you're finally stepping up being like, okay, well, I don't need to depend on other people to be the adult for me. I'll just be the adult mm-hmm. and make the choice. That's hard. And that's the thing that like you look for in other people. You want other people to help you and to do these things for you and, and guide you and, and tell guide you. you what you should do. Right. What is so interesting about that is
0: what I've noticed in that alone is nobody knows really what's truly good for you. And you could ask five yeah. different adults or five different people that you feel you just decided no more than you or mm-hmm. just decided know what's better for you. Yeah. And they would all give you different advice mm-hmm. and tell you that you need to be and do a certain way instead of just getting quiet with yourself and turning in. And yeah. what is your own personal soul want? What does your own personal heart want? What does your own personal little girl want and need?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that inner focus is where all the change in the world is going to come from instead of us, like, trying to control other people. And I think that goes back to, like, I think we as a as a society or as a species don't – we don't really know what love is. I think we get really confused. And we think that, like, the relationship that we have with our parents is love, but it's kind of – like, sometimes it's codependency or, like, our relationship with this dude that we like. Sometimes it's just infatuation or admiration mm-hmm. or codependency. It's like there's all these – reasons why we're with people or we have people in our lives that we think is love and we just don't fucking know that that is not love Mm -hmm. you know and it's like if we don't even know what love is how can we love ourselves how can we love other people and I think for me like the biggest thing that I've put together in the recent years is that I, I believe and I don't know how this applies like how you make this work but I truly believe that the only kind of love that's actually real is unconditional love Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to unpack because then that means that means that you you choose who you love because if it's not based on what that other person's doing, if they don't need to be worthy enough for you, you just have to like unconditionally love. love it's them. like it's like you can love whoever you want. you can love yourself and it's a choice. It's not like th- that's what's so cool about that idea, but like unconditional love being the only kind of real love is mm-hmm. you can just start loving yourself for the fuck of it and not be like, oh, I need to be like more fit. I need to be like more wealthy or like have my life together before mm-hmm. I start loving myself. Right. But that's not real love. That's like, that's ego. That's like something else that you All like a story.
0: It, yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting point about the unconditional love because I think where I've kind of been, my struggles uh, recently and putting that into play is like, how do you know, is like, I think this is something to like, kind of discover and mull over, think about, or I don't know the answer to. Maybe someone mm-hmm. out there has the answer to, or maybe you might right now. Who knows? Is how do you, you know, if you're allowing yourself being tr- to be treated badly by another human, right? Mm-hmm. Or and setting boundaries and navigating through, how do you love them? anyway. What does that look like to not being like trampled over by them anymore? Taken
1: advantage of? Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, I totally agree. That's like, that's such a hard thing to try and figure out. And I think that what it comes down to is we need to understand that the universe is a win-win universe. And I think a lot of the times we, we think that like, it's just not fair or like that person gets to win and we don't get to win. And it's like, really, if, if we make sure that every interaction that we have with other people, feels like a win-win, like they're getting something and you're like, yeah, I also feel like I'm getting something. Then it's not, it's not, um, I guess you don't get trampled on. Mm-hmm. You, I think that's the way of like self-care and self-love is really like turning inward and paying attention and seeing like, I want to give a little bit more of a shit about how I feel than mm-hmm. just what I think someone else is going to feel about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how like how that would look on a daily basis, like making sure that every interaction is a win-win. But I do think that's like the core of it. Mm-hmm. It's like understanding that we're all here to help each other and, and it be a win-win rather than like getting trampled on.
0: Right. And you know? Or like feeling like the victim or... Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. mean
1: that you don't love that person. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you realize it's not like it's not for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if you're not being trampled on, it's like that's not a win-win. Like if, right. if you're in something and you don't feel like it's a win, that is not a win-win. And so it's yeah. like there's no hard feelings. There's no, like, you don't stop loving that person or you don't, like, take yourself out of their life as a way of saying I no longer love you. It's like you can love them from afar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, then we, go, we can go
0: on a, on a whole different journey with that is that and it's the same thing I talked about in my first episode to now is that even if we come on each other's path on a negative, let's say it's a negative interaction. Mm-hmm. There's growth, and we're there for each other to learn and grow. So, you might be negative, you might influence someone negatively, but you chose to, you have a contract with that person Mm -hmm. to learn a hard lesson with that person. And you might be the bad person in that person's life. And then you might turn and be like a savior in someone else's life. But through it all is sending, if somebody gave you a hard lesson or someone, gave you added to yourself is still being able to love each yeah, polarity. Yeah. So true. Equally. That's
1: unconditional, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you can see that situation from an unconditional standpoint, you can understand that the person who gave you the hardship did it from a place not of not of like maliciousness. Like mm-hmm. people who hurt other people do it because they're hurt. They do it because they're not whole and mm-hmm. they think that's the only thing they can do. They don't know any better mm-hmm. because that's what they're doing to themselves. Like whatever other people do to you is a reflection of what they do to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you can see another person treating you poorly and understand that it's not a reflection of you, then you can still unconditionally love that person and be like, I need to, I need to separate myself from you because I love myself. But I, I still love you. Like it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to put up with shit in the name of love. That's not love. Right. You know, and like we're all growing. And so if you can like accept that that person's growing, then then it just takes all the hate out of it. And it's mm-hmm. like you can totally replace that with love.
0: It's interesting in that that concept right there of marriage and and relationships and staying in in any type of relationship that it's if it's not fully 100 yeah. percent working or for you and, and feeling good. You know, it's it, you're the it just reminded me Of that that other saying, like, you know, like, I love you, but I love me more. And as cheesy as it is, like, yeah, I love you, but I do love me more. And I'm supposed to love me more. Exactly.
1: That's the key you're supposed to. And if
0: you can't meet me on the level where I need you to meet me, whether we're married, a business partnership, a friendship, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, even just a a regular, you know, uh, partnership. If they're not willing to meet you and your needs, I don't
1: know why we are forced to stay. Right. Well, it's the story. It's the story that if you love somebody, you put up with shit. With all the shit. (laughs) Right. Or even just like a mismatch. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be such a big fucking deal when you end a relationship. And need to move on. Yeah. It's like it can totally be in love. Mm-hmm. I think we just get so confused. Like, we don't know what love is. That's the problem. Right. We don't know what it is. As a culture, as an entire species, we don't fucking know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so we, like, have all these ideas and we think that it needs to be something. But it's, like, that the way that manifests, it's control and it's so yeah. many other fucking things. and it gets so messy. It gets it so gets messy, so but it doesn't have to. Or, like, imagine if each person, instead of focusing on, like, what they think they need to be in order to be loving, if they just focused on, like, how do I feel? I, I, my goal here is to love, to love myself and to love other people. so how do I feel and be honest with that? Mm-hmm. Then there is no hate and no, no malicious. It's purely coming from love. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: 100 percent.:
1: It's like we're just super confused. We think that it's all out there, and mm-hmm. it's actually all inside. All in Every single bit of it is all coming from yourself. And like if we all just did that, we'd be fine, and we could like be in partnerships together where we just love each like we love ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And then we can still be in a real relationship together.
0: And it's so interesting because you can see where in yourself and other people, because it's such a great example to observe other people of, for instance, I was walking past this car the other day and there was a tea bag just thrown on the ground and the guy was still in the car and he must have been on break from work or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my instinct was to just stop and be like, are you going to leave that there? Like why aren't you loving the planet? (laughs) Like you're just going to throw your shit onto Mother Earth and not give a shit, right? Why aren't you loving the planet? And then I really thought, I'm like, well, that's just a – I can't Mm -hmm. teach him to love the planet. We can't teach each other to love external things because clearly there's something inside of him that's –
1: He's throwing trash into himself too. He does in
0: in in his own life. Mm-hmm. So he can't see the difference. He can't separate totally from this situation. He, how can he love Mother Earth so much mm-hmm. to not throw his trash on her? Yeah. Because what he's doing internally or what he's been taught mm-hmm. or what he's been shown um so in in order for us to like let's say really heal the Mother Earth that for us to really have world peace, for us to even as a country come together fully, you have to bring it down to the microorganism. Mm-hmm, and the yourself. microorganism is we have to be the adults exactly. for ourselves. Exactly be the change, right? Right. Yeah. And until until everyone's on board with that, mm-hmm. you're not it it cannot
1: right. be, and I love go that you on s- a bigger scale. Totally. I love that you say that um, you can't teach people to do that. Like you can't like, you can't tell them how to do it. It's more like, like, for example, my boyfriend, you know him very well. He's Mm -hmm. like one of the most special people in the world. And just being around him and letting him just do him, I'm like, oh, fuck, like I'm learning so much from you. Like you're just doing you. You're not telling me to do shit. Like I've never been with anyone that tells me as little as he does what to do with myself, which is never. He never tells me to do anything with myself. Yet I have grown so much just by witnessing him do what he does for himself. And so, yeah, I think that's the key is it's like instead of um, and I I guess like I've seen some quotes like that where like it's not new knowledge, you Mm -hmm. know, that like you have to you have to really focus on yourself. And then if we all focus on ourselves, that's what makes the change. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I guess it's just like how practically do we do that? How do we how do we learn to unconditionally accept ourselves? And I think it goes back to shadow self.
0: Mm-hmm. you know
1: like really being willing to meet yourself in a place and be honest and i don't know and it it hurts it hurts it's it
0: mm-hmm. it sucks to look at those things and it's so true cuz the stuff that's came up for me um in the past couple weeks leading into this it it has not been pretty <sighs> and i've really had to look at myself and you know where in areas that i've been really weak and mm-hmm. I found the seeds to it and I found, you know, where my conditioning has came to that. And I'm not going to take 100% fully. It's, you know, my fault. But I've also had to, like, allow myself to be like, yeah, I, I, in a normal life, exude such this strong, independent woman. But what's underneath the layers is underneath is, is a weakness and where, yeah, and three fourths of my life I might look like I'm just you know a badass but in this little slice I'm a puddle and Mm -hmm. I'm allowing things to happen to me or doing to myself even and the reality of that is I'm not treating myself well Mm -hmm. and I'm shitting on myself and they might be shitting on me but I'm allowing it so I'm shitting on me
1: more and I had to really look at that and that really sucked. It's so cool though. It's so cool when you like finally do see it, when it finally clicks. Because mm-hmm. like you can hear it over and over again, but until it finally clicks
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: you can see the examples of where you're like, oh, they're only shitting on me because I'm shitting on me. Yeah. They're, that's the only reason that's happening because they would not shit on you if you were like, hey, PS, I don't take I don't that. I be shit on. So yeah. <laughs> have a nice life. Yeah, or you wouldn't wishes. even,
0: or even on another level, you wouldn't even energetically exactly. bring that into your experience. It just wouldn't even happen.
1: You're yeah. bringing
0: it to experience your experience mm-hmm. because that's what you're doing. They're just mirroring what you're doing to yourself. It's
1: so true. I mean, think about when you meet someone for the first time. You get a sense, right? Like if they like talk over you, or mm-hmm. if they're really quiet and they're really respectful and they're really like like submissive, you know, like you get a sense right away about what kind of person you're dealing with. And I think energetically, we're all a lot more intelligent than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And so you can pick up on that shit and you know, it's like you, you've brought that in just based on, like, floating around each other. Like, I don't even think it has to be super woo-woo. Like, oh, yeah, I called this person in. They moved from New York and happened to live right in my same building. And then, you know, like, I don't think it's, like, super woo-woo. I think it's just, like, we're all stumbling around and energy talks. And we're just, like, oh, yeah, but but We're just, like, matching up and we just mm-hmm. don't know it because we're not aware of how in tune we are with our energetics, you know? It's, like, it's all very scientific. <laughs> it really is. Yeah.
0: And what's interesting about, in a, in a way, like, waiting tables and coming across so many people night after night after night like hundreds of people mm-hmm. in a week is seeing the you can start really seeing oh, that yeah. exchange and how that actually works and people you instantly don't vibe with and people mm-hmm. like you're practically like sitting in their lap hugging on them because you will love each other <laughs> right. so much. and you're like I actually don't know you at all at except all, for just right here in this yeah. restaurant <laughs> and then or like a ta- like a table might sit down and then need to move like what if the it the, it's they might think they don't want to sit at that table because uh-huh. it sucks, but really it's a, it's not a vibrational match right. with the the person that they're gonna run up against. Yeah,
1: or or like whatever's in that situation, like a table next to them. Like uh-huh. you, it might be so subtle you don't even notice, but like you can. It you can could totally. be on
0: such a greater scale of we're just mm-hmm. really. We are bouncing off each other like mm-hmm. so much more than we think we are, and we're, way more and we're influencing each other so much yeah. more than we think we are. Mm-hmm. And we just think it's another night at work, another this or that. But on a grander scale, mm-hmm. it's we're bringing something yeah. to each other. We're pulling something in.
1: We're, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to um, the fact that we're looking outward for all the answers instead of looking in Mm -hmm. because if we were looking in and noticing how we were feeling then we'd be able to be like oh that's interesting where did that come from and then you can like start to figure out that you're essentially without any evil intent you're being manipulated by other energies Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's like but we don't even see it that way we're just like I'm just feeling like this should be different I should do something different or like I don't I don't know like you don't you don't understand because like we haven't been we haven't been trained as a society to look inward and give more validity to our feelings and Mm. to our energetics and understanding that that's a real fucking thing. And it's actually the real thing. It's the thing. Right. (laughs) It's so much more important than like what we think is going on outside outside. Mm -hmm. and taking
0: what's so important is taking that, you know, they, they talk about meditating every day and some people will brush that off as woo woo. And, um, some of us just don't get around to it of doing it every day. (laughs) But I think that's the key, too, is, you know, doing a morning meditation and and an evening meditation, especially an evening one before you go to bed and kind of checking back in Mm -hmm. with yourself and brushing off the energies Mm -hmm. of everything you picked up throughout your day and really tuning into what is not yours yeah, and what is yours or what, even if it's not yours, does it have something it wants to show you or teach you, but going back into yourself and kind of like it's kind of like just a, a an energetic bath.
1: Yeah, that's a good one of the day. That's a really To good clean one.
0: off everything that so you're not bringing that into your subconscious when you're sleeping and you're not bringing that into your next day, your next week, mm-hmm. your next month, your next year, yeah, your totally. next 5 years till you wake up and you're like, what the fuck is that? It's not mine. Like I've yeah. been carrying this yeah. thing that I adopted thinking it was um, my belief system or my Way of being because we're influencing each other so much
1: mm-hmm. is and, yeah
0: going back to what yeah what is your what is your higher self what is your intuition what is your soul
1: mm-hmm. want
0: from you want to tell you and how do you really feel
1: yeah how do you really feel I think that we. Um, not to like get super duper into human design, because I could go fucking to town on that. But I think it's, it's so legit. And for everyone listening, if you haven't looked at your human design, definitely. I think really anyone has, because I've never heard of it. Before. Oh, I, it's a thing now. Like I'm our own culture? A, there is, it's getting much bigger. Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. And it's gonna be a thing in a couple okay. of years, trust me. It's because it, it's just so legit. It's so accurate. It's like astrology, only it's more complicated than that. But what they've been saying in human design recently is that we're coming into a new period where we're all transitioning from a society that tells you not to think and not, not to uh, feel, sorry, and instead to, like, just put your your nose to the grinder or whatever the saying is, you know, like like, just do what you're told. Don't ask questions. Don't think about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Ignore that. None of that really you matters. You don't get to feel. You don't get you don't to even feel, get to feel. Yeah, exactly. Like it just—it absolutely like your feeling. Yeah. No. What? No. That that's not. You don't get to. You feel. You don't feel like being told that you don't actually have feelings, and, and like we kind of start to believe that. Like, like as you get older, or you, if
0: you do feel too much, mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy yeah that bitch is crazy yeah yeah that girl she feels way too much like yeah. she is a em- she's constantly crying she's mm-hmm. constantly emotional she must be pmsing oh my
1: god that's such a big one right like that's a thing that women just, get you all get the time oh, you just must be pmsing yeah. because you have a feeling you have yeah but so anyway, human design is saying that we're coming into a new period of time where all of the emotional beings it's kind of our duty to desensitize all the other people and be like hey it's okay to have emotions they're actually really beneficial mm-hmm. they're they're giving us a much better understanding of ourselves and other people and their guidance system. And it's not just like this fucking awful thing that we have to deal with that we just like, you know, I really need to like do a good job at work today, but I'm just so emotional. And so it's like, it's not something you just have to like work through. It's yeah. something you work with and that's a gift. And I just think like that would be so incredible if the human race can figure out how to like really leverage our emotions.
0: Well, especially for men too, because yeah. a lot of guys will talk about that. Yeah. Um, how, you know, they're really taught to be tough guys and they to are. be shut off. And there's so many beautiful, like just gooey, mushy men around me <laughs> that have just such hard exterior. Yeah, yeah. And you just see that if, if they could just live in a society in a culture where they could properly emote,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because, oh my God, that straight guy emoted, he must be gay. -hmm. And then all they all get together, and they all, you know, instead of like, no, he is a human being, he has emotions.
1: Yeah,
0: he's a sensitive. Like men aren't allowed to be sensitive. If you're sensitive, you're a little sissy. Exactly. They're not allowed, and they're they're picked on. And then what happens is they just start forming a hard shell. They turn into assholes. They chant they still have to channel that energy somewhere, so it comes destructive. We do the same thing Mm -hmm. if we're not channeling that energy properly. It comes destructive. There's outward destruction and then there's inward destruction. Mm -hmm. I'm an inward destruction person. Oh yeah, me
1: too hardcore. I
0: was born extremely sensitive, extremely emotional, extremely emotional. And my coping mechanism through this life thus far, my 40 years, has been to destroy myself. is to turn inward get really quiet and destroy myself and that took form into many different avenues Mm -hmm. one of them was drinking and we talked about that um at the workshop is I there was a time I didn't know how to handle my emotions at all and what I would have to do this was my early 20s is I would have to find alcohol right away and like take a shot it's not because I was you know shaking and being an alcoholic it was I could not process these emotions and I had absolutely no tools to deal
1: yeah you weren't trained
0: with these emotions they would overtake me so greatly and the only way I knew how to like get them down a little bit so I could function in Mm -hmm. society so I could go
1: to work so I could go do this was to numb them with alcohol yeah yeah it's not your fault it's like like I think we we understand that now. It's not our fault. It's on our parents' fault. It's like no. society is not set up for people to be openly emotional. It's just not set up that way. Like we've as a culture done that. We we did that and it's our job to undo it mm-hmm. um, and to show people. So like <laughs> lately it's funny. I've been really trying to embrace my emotions as a form of like self-acceptance mm-hmm. and just being like maybe it's all going to just spew out of me right now in like in an excess amount and maybe it'll get better. But like that's – That's part of the journey. I'm willing to do that. So like I've been experimenting with whenever I feel really emotional, instead of shutting down and like going off on a corner and being like, Well, I guess I don't get to speak up right now because I can't do it without crying. Yeah, me too. I've been like making a point of being like, No, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go say what you need to say. Take a second. Even if you cry, take a second, make sure you know what you wanna say. And go say it and and go cry. And it's all good. And like I did that at work. I've told you this story, but it's it's funny. I was at work and I got really upset about something and I got really emotional and I told my boss that I wasn't okay with it. And I started crying and he was like, see, now this is why I didn't want to do this right now because you're getting emotional. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, this is exactly what he needs. He needs to see someone get emotional, Mm -hmm. still say exactly what they need to say Mm -hmm. and still be able to function and like pull through. It's like you can be emotional and still exist in society. Well, there is uh,
0: I've I've heard this and I think this is also a conditioning is touched on that where we get especially as females get scared to speak our voices and cry with that is that oh here's just another emotional woman. Yeah. We're we're taught that if we add emotion in with what we're saying that it discredits exactly. us, and it discredits what we're saying. Exactly. So for me, because when I really care about something, I can't—I l- legitimately can't speak because all yeah. I will do is cry, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. So then I can't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> and oh my god, it's so Because true. then I think I'm not going to be taken seriously, and I yeah. legitimately have fucking been told that men do not respond to emotional women. So in a relationship, Mm -hmm. if you're gonna bring something to the table to your man, you better not fucking cry because he's not gonna listen to you and he's just gonna shut down and he's gonna turn off. Then you're like, well then I guess I can't talk about this so then I'm just gonna eat it and I'm gonna put it inside me mm -hmm. and now I'm gonna have anxiety Mm
1: -hmm.
0: three weeks later and I don't know why. This is not gonna flow, that's not gonna flow. And then what happens is it boils and then some crazy outburst anger happens. Yeah. Well, now you're a fucking psycho bitch again <laughs> right. because she just wha- <laughs> lashed out about something and just whacked the fuck out yeah. out of nowhere. You For know? no reason. like you know. And you hear all the labels uh-huh. so then you're
1: scared to fucking speak up. That's so true. With your tears. It's because- so true. And I think that, you know, it's funny. It's like, I think this is all completely related to self-love about like speaking your voice. And I think the thing about speaking your voice, it requires some serious honesty, like mm-hmm. really getting quiet about what it is that you, that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then if you're clear on it, that's when it matters more. It matters more to say it because it's not just like an opinion or a thing that like needs to be said. It's like, it matters more when it's your truth because that's how you show that you love yourself. And other mm-hmm. people, because mm-hmm. you're willing to be vulnerable and you're willing to be honest and with yourself, with yourself, and I to think yourself, to yourself, and, then and, and projecting, like opening that out. your chest open to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's what's real. That I think is real self-love because it's unconditional. You're like, here's right. what I'm really feeling. I fucking wish I weren't, but I am. But so, I am. And here this you is go. It. And yeah. if anyone tells you that that is wrong they're wrong. Exactly. They're just on, they see it in they themselves don't want and to they, they're like, no, 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 humans don't feel truth. those things. No, humans, mm-hmm. we don't have to feel that. <laughs> we can just skip that over. You yeah. know, It's all totally related though. It's like, I think it's radical honesty is very similar to radical self, self-acceptance and self-love. Like it's all connected.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think that once you start exercising and practicing personal self-love and personal unconditional love, It just, I think it won't be a challenge then or even a second thought to radiate that outward and in different interactions, you'll just be reacting from a different place Mm -hmm. because you're not suppressing a little part of you. And that's where self-love and shadow self is very similar And what we talked about in the shadow self workshop and the podcast uh, in that episode is that... If you don't pay attention to these parts of yourself, they just get louder and louder. And like Mm -hmm. I kind of said earlier, um, they start channeling themselves into a negative form. Right. And what really is what's happening and what these things want is for you to pay attention to them, for you to look at them, for you to honor them. If it's certain parts of yourself or if it's certain feelings or if there's certain things that come up repeatedly where... You know, there's something in your physical self that your higher self is telling you you need to take care of. You need to cut this food out. You need to cut this behavior out. You need to start eating a certain way. And it keeps coming to you and it keeps coming to you and it keeps coming to you. Those are just nudges to you. They're all just nudges to you that these parts want to be honored and these parts Mm want to be heard. Yeah. And once on all the levels of your being, because self-love kind of going back to the article, isn't just about taking a salt bath and eating chocolate cake. It's honoring your emotional self. It's honoring and looking at your physical self. It's honoring and looking at your mental self. Mm -hmm. It's honoring and looking at your spiritual self and going through and listening to every one of those layers and tuning into every one of those Mm -hmm. layers, which one's unbalanced, Mm -hmm. which one needs something, which one needs extra care, which one needs a voice. Mm -hmm. And once you balance all your layers and all your parts of yourself and continue to listen because you don't just do things once and then it's over. You don't, you know, it's like, it is like the layers of an onion, different layers peel off and then the next thing bubbles to the surface. The same thing we were talking about in shadow self, you think you conquered all the shadows and then a new one comes. Mm. It's just because it's kind of like you keep leveling up to the next thing. So, like, once you get past this, now it's like, okay, well, now we got you here, so there's something a little bit deeper we need to look Mm -hmm. at, or there's something a little bit deeper we need to take care of. Okay, we got you here. Now there's something, there's another layer, because you couldn't see that from A. You can only see that when you're at D to go to E. that's a really good point.
1: That's a really good point. I love um, that analogy in, like, every regard to your life, of, like, you can't jump from A to D you mm-hmm. have to go through the process you have to go through the but that's process. like it's it requires you to be really patient really patient with yourself and I think that's all connected it's like being patient with yourself being unconditional and mm-hmm. accepting it it's and finding kind of I mean you could find the journey fun
0: or you can find it grueling mm-hmm. I mean it's going to be grueling but it's kind of like okay I, I, maybe it's just me because I've always loved self-growth it's kind of like I've been creepily obsessed with it since I was really young I'm like what else can I learn you know and then I learned some things I want to unlearn um but you can look at it a different way of like it the fun in it like what else can I discover about myself or what else can I mm-hmm. heal about myself or what else can I dive into this unknown
1: part totally instead of being afraid of it and like just shutting it all out yeah well we shut it out because we're scared because we don't we don't know we're like what the fuck's gonna happen? well it goes back
0: we don't know how to deal with it we don't know how to deal with it. so then we take shots of vodka or we (laughs) shoot up heroin or we smoke weed all day or we eat a tray full of cookies right you know wherever we get that serotonin boost wherever we get that thing that kind of clouds it all out when yeah, it's going to suck for a minute. But once you kind of really go, it's like working out. In the beginning, mm-hmm. that first five minutes sucks ass. Mm-hmm. You're like, why did I even come here? Like, I want to <laughs> go home and lay on the couch. But after you do the do the whole workout, you know, and you leave, like, let's say an hour later, you're elated. You're mm-hmm. high. You're like. You're like all blissed out. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And that's what digging into all these things yeah. happens. Once you get through the muck of it and you get to the other side, you're blissed out.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's all so worth it,
0: and then you turn around and you bring that bliss to somebody else, you know. And even though there might be that guy in the bank line that's blah, they need to have more tellers, what is this place? Blah, blah, blah. Just like fuck that guy blahs <laughs> okay. over everyone and you just kind of look at him and, and laugh go, at fuck him. that guy <laughs> yeah and you first you go fuck that guy and then you just send him positive energy yeah. of like he's just hurting somewhere he's just hurting somewhere. there's somewhere in his life he doesn't want to look at and he's hurting yeah. and you send him love and you hope he finds his way out of it you know and he doesn't go over and you know, because I know when I'm angry, I, I just want to take a blowtorch and just burn up everything <laughs> in my path. If I'm suffering, you're all going to suffer. She's oh, quite bad. a sight. A
1: sight. <laughs> Sarah Lottie, angry <laughs> is a sight to it's witness. <laughs> it's pretty empowering, though, I have to admit. Well, it's all my suppression coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's she's like so this beautiful weird. girl. It's awesome when she's just like, <laughs> yeah. Then, then
0: the devil comes out. and. Take cover, <gasps> children. Take cover. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, good shit, man. Yeah, it is it's good a process. Shit. I think self love is like it's a continual thing. Like I don't know if I said this already, but like um, it's like when you are an alcoholic, or so mm-hmm. they say, <gasps> when you are an alcoholic, and you every single day is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to wake up and every day choose: Am I going to be an alcoholic, mm-hmm. or am I going to do something with my life? Mm-hmm. And it's not just like days go by where you don't think about it. I've, so I've heard from people who are like recovered. It's a choice every single day. And I think it's the same thing with self-love. It's like mm-hmm. every single day you have a choice to pick yourself apart mm-hmm. or you have a choice to be like... To feed yourself to yourself
0: positive and good yeah. and nurturing, even yeah. if it, like going back, even if it is uh, going through the muck of something totally. within yourself, but it's, are, yeah, are, yeah, are you going to look at, at that with uh, with an honest eye mm-hmm. for yourself? With
1: kindness towards yourself Mm -hmm. or are you going to be like, fuck, I'm still not good enough. Are you
0: going to like rip yourself apart? Are you going to look at your debt and and be like, yeah, I see you debt and because of debt, you know, I'm going to say fuck you debt. I'm going to go buy a bunch of stuff I still can't afford, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or are you going to look at your debt and be like, okay, today I'm going to eat in and I'm not going to purchase that thing to fulfill that part of you that feels like it's missing something.
1: Okay. It's great. That's, that
0: part of me feels like it's missing something that needs to go shopping with money I don't have. Such great advice. Why don't we get quiet and yeah. go into the corner or go into the balcony or go out into nature or go somewhere and let's listen to see what that part of right. myself really needs today. That's such good advice. Maybe it just needs me to just do this and sit here and be silent. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't need anything else. Maybe mm-hmm. it just needs to stop. Maybe it just needs a break and not be filled with a serotonin boost with a purchase that you're going to no longer care about in two weeks. You're going to really could give a rat's ass about that you bought it. But in that moment, it makes you feel, you know, it gives you that adrenaline rush.
1: Mm -hmm. So good
0: shit. Oh, I wanted to talk about, um, kind of on the same topic, but a little bit of a different topic that you and I were talking about the other day about non-attachment. And when it is it is along the lines of self-love as well is that you know the greats out there the wise ones the ones that teach us things that we kind of just like brush off or we can't really accept for whatever reason our little monkey brains won't fully allow ourselves to understand or bring into our experience or practice is is the art of non-attachment and the Buddhists are really big in non-attachment, and because they say when you attach to things, you're you. That's where the suffering is caused, mm. and to practice non-attachment, that's where freedom comes in. Basically, when we were talking about the other night, of when you kind of finally come to a point where you can leave a relationship, where you can leave a job, where you can leave a, a friendship, where you can maybe you know, kick out a roommate, when you can take control a part of your life that you've been giving your power up to because you've decided somewhere along the way that you needed this thing in order to survive, in order to have a roof over your house, in order to have money, in order to have love. Um, and it's once again going externally and not going internally. So you form an attachment to these things. Mm. And then within those attachments, you kind of, you put yourself in your own prison, Mm. in your own personal hell. Then when you can come to a point within yourself to detach, to take your control Mm -hmm. back, to love yourself more, to look at those things honestly, that it's not serving you, that you're not happy in that, that, that friendship that you're constantly trying to be a good person and being a good friend and stay in it. When you're honest with yourself, when you leave it, that you, that that friendship, you don't feel good in it. That connection doesn't make you feel good, and it hasn't made you feel good. But you need that friend, because if you mm-hmm. don't have that friend, then you don't have any friends.
1: Well, it's your identity, right? It's part mm-hmm. of your story. Mm-hmm. You called it um, not attachment. Not way. Non-attachment. Non-attachment. Yeah. yeah. Non-attachment. So non-attachment, it's kind of like one side of the coin of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. self-acceptance non-attachment right because if you're if you're not attached to an idea of who you need to be then whatever you are is perfectly perfect right and when you can trust yourself
0: and trust your own resources and trust that you are perfect and full enough for yourself you won't attach on to external Mm -hmm. things and give them power over you that without them right you, you're not full, or you're not fed, yeah. or your needs aren't met.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Well, because that's not love, right? That's like, that goes, goes that back goes to what back we were to, saying. Exactly. That's, that's attachment. Ego. That's ego. That's like, that's, if you can find those bits of, of like a transaction in a relationship, then that's, it's just not love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just and you're not, not loving
0: yourself. Like, well,
1: yeah. And because you're giving, you don't know how. you're giving your
0: power away. So, in practicing the art of non attachment, is understanding that everything is fluid and if someone Mm. comes or goes out of your life or a job comes and goes or that job is really like really toxic for you is standing up and walking away from it
1: yeah so powerful
0: so powerful and so much self-love in that
1: yeah totally totally that's such a good point
0: in one of my jobs uh when I was really miserable in it Towards the end, every morning I stood in Superwoman pose, and we did that in the workshop, where it actually lifts your crystal, crist, crystal, crystal. How do you say the? Your, I don't know. The the levels of the stress, crystal. I don't. I don't think it's crystal. That's, that's the champagne. I think I should do my research <laughs> of words before I talk about them. sometime. Um, <laughs> the crystal, 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 crystal. I don't cris, even know cris, what you're talking about. You know, it's about. the stress levels no. that if you have too. Thank you. What's it called?
1: Course? Cortisol. Cortisol.
0: Mike comes in for the win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like,
0: these bitches are struggling out there.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Save the day. <laughs> cortisol. Funny thing cortisol is, I levels. was like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. I could, that was not even on the top of my I could see time.
0: the word printed in my brain, but crystal. I really could. Have the crystal. The cortisol levels. If your cortisol levels are too low... Jesus, I'm just gonna go back to the superwoman pose. <laughs> so the woman, the superwoman pose, basically what it does is you stand with your feet like a little bit wider than hips distance, and you get a really good stance. And you put your your hands and fists on your hips, and you stand really tall with your chin up. And if you stand like that um, for at least two minutes a day, it raises your levels, so it gets you out of the bad cortisol. Uh, like hormone raises that's released or lowers your cortisol. whatever 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 one that <laughs> whatever works makes you better, feel better. <laughs> that's whatever direction does. that's yeah. better for you you go in that you go in that we direction need help <laughs> again <laughs> someone
1: who knows science
0: <laughs> uh can you google this in the back um but basically it 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 starts empowering you, and it starts raising the good levels, and gets you out of the cortisol levels, which are the bad levels, right? And I had to do that at a job once because I put myself in such a prison in my head Mm. at that job that I I needed that job. That if I didn't have that job, I would be homeless. That I Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I didn't know where else to go, and I didn't know what else I was supposed to do. And I didn't wanna go back to waiting tables because at that time I was like 30 some odd years old, like 37 or something. And that, who wants to be a 37 year old waitress? But I was like miserable every day, like Homer Simpson pressing a button over and over, just, just wasting time. Mm-hmm. And every day I would stand in super pose the minute I would get into the office. And there were moments like after the two minutes, I felt like I could just walk right out the door. <laughs> I was
1: just like, "Oh my god!" And I can just, we did our work I today. Just go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like I can just—I have the power in me to just walk and just keep walking and not look back. And I might just keep walking across America, me and Forrest Gump. And I'm just gonna keep going because I, I felt so yeah. empowered. And then eventually, it started working, and I was able to get up and get out of Amazing. that. Environment that didn't serve me anymore. Yeah, it's so
1: great. It's like everyone just fucking deserves
0: to be happy. They just do, do and we they can be happy. happy. Not one person's allowed to be happy over the other exactly. one. Exactly. Not at all. We really, we're so brainwashed. We're so brainwashed. It's a
1: wreck. It's, it's such it's, a wreck. Like how know, far
0: back we need to go and to how, fix how much this we shit. Com- compromise ourselves and how much we're told, like, if you are unhappy in your marriage, leave your marriage, leave please. Your marriage. Just leave your marriage. I don't care about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> just run for your life. Like, run for your fucking life. I don't care about Go the find forest and, you know, <laughs> if you're in New York, run to L.A. If you're in L.A., just oh. run to New York and just keep running or run towards a thing that's going to make you happy and do yeah. it for yourself because you don't have to suffer. And we need to remind ourselves that. Yeah. And I think that's the point is turning in. Mm-hmm. and get, turning before in. Before you went, run. It's like, Turn don't in. Don't run just like – don't start running just aimlessly. Yeah. Like, do a self-inventory. <laughs> Sit down with yourself first.
1: That's so great. Get
0: honest with yourself. Yeah. Have some tough love. See what you need to do to change areas mm-hmm. of your life that are not working and you know they're not working and stop making excuses for yourself, you know? If yeah. you want a tight ass, get to that gym, Go get you yourself know? a tight ass. Just go get you yourself a tight ass. You know what you gotta do. do. Do it. Do what you gotta do, you know? <sighs> um, I wanted to, we have a few minutes left, but. I wanted to piggyback another thing that you were just talking about of, um, it, they call it the, now, why did I, why did I just forget what you, I'm, I'm struggling today, you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally PMSing and my brain doesn't work out oh, right <laughs> during <magic>. these times. <laughs> what, um, you still,
1: what you're saying is still valid though, just because you're PMSing. I'm
0: really doing it. I'm kidding. Um. Is is it's called the slight edge, and you can actually listen it um, on it to YouTube. You, it's a free book recording of it, and you can. There is a book called the slight edge. I don't actually know who it's written by, and it basically talks about that is um, is the compound effect over time. That um, mm-hmm. oh, you're talking about alcoholism. That's what you were talking about about choosing to stay sober that day. It goes. It bleeds into a lot of things. You can. I love the analogy. You can have an apple and you can have a donut in your hand every morning. The minute you wake up. And you can choose every single day if you're going to eat the apple or you're going to eat the donut.
1: That's great. And
0: you can eat the donut today. And you're like, well, it's just today. I'm just going to eat the donut. It's not going to yeah. say you want the tight ass, right? So you're like, oh, this one donut today isn't going to make or break my ass, right? Yeah. Isn't going like, to make me any fatter. Well, then you wake up the next day. You're like, well, that w- just one more time I mean, isn't going to. I did gonna, it yesterday. Yeah, I'll start it on Monday. I'll do it Monday. <laughs> You know, and then you go again and again yeah. and that that's when the compound effect happens. And True. then and then like uh, I like to say today's tomorrow and tomorrow's five years mm-hmm. is you keep choosing the donut and you don't notice it at first and it's slight. So and then it true. compounds and compounds. And now you don't have the tight ass that you wanted. So and your life doesn't look anywhere like you want it to. And you're sick and you're tired and you don't know why. And it's because you never chose the apple. Mm-hmm. Or you chose the apple one out of ten times.
1: Exactly. And you just
0: think because you chose
1: the apple that, w- that one time that that's going to bleed yeah, into Yeah, it's like itself. basic math. I know it's funny. Like, So I just finished the celery juice cleanse, which Mm -hmm. was 28 days of drinking 16 ounces of celery on an empty stomach um, every morning. And I had a friend who was like, like, I got really great results, like, with my digestion and my skin. And um, I had a friend who was like, all right, so what's it going to take for me to get, like, super healthy like you? And I told her. And she was like, fuck. I can't do that. And I was like, bitch, you drink that much wine, like every fucking day. Like it's just a choice. You just down it. You just do it and it's done. And it's not that big a deal. And like, I came up with this saying that I wrote in like bold letters on my whiteboard above my desk. Um, And I'm going to butcher it, but basically it says that every little tiny choice in each moment is what shapes a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And it's not about like, it's not about the one good thing that you did. Like you can't just do celery juice once a week can be like getting results. Like mm-hmm. you got to make that small but important choice every single day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just a small choice, but mm-hmm. it in the microcosm of your life, it's like you've got 16 hours in a day that you can spend to do whatever it is you want. So just look at your life in 16 hours. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you got. So if your life is a microcosm like that, you got to do the apple because you, you only got six apple. hours. You just got to do the apple. It's not that hard. It's just not do the hard. apple. It's not that hard. Eat
0: the fucking apple. Eat the fucking it apple. It takes two seconds. Just pull yourself up. But we find a million reasons of why in that moment we shouldn't – we don't feel like eating – I don't feel like eating the apple. <laughs> I just don't feel like eating it. I feel like eating this donut. I
1: feel like we're just going off on a tangent about donuts, but it makes <laughs> actually a makes lot of sense. One and donut. <laughs> but it actually no, it does make sense. It's like it's your self-love. It's, it's mm-hmm. that one – what can you do? Small but hard choice. Each day. Each day that says, okay, I'm choosing to love myself today. I'm choosing
0: me over mm-hmm. everything else.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe Monday is mental, Tuesday is physical, Wednesday is <laughs> spiritual, Thursday is emotional, and Friday's physical. You know, what's mm-hmm. one thing you can do? Yeah. Um, there, a trainer in my Arbon business, she talked about, like, what can you do in your life that... What can you make 1% better? Just like 1% Mm. every day. How can you make each day 1% better? That takes the pressure off. Because then, exactly, then once again, that's the compound effect over time. That's
1: all that it is, though. Mm -hmm.
0: Anybody that has success, it's like, that's how you start. It's like, you know, with self-love, you, okay, maybe doing a self-overhaul right now is too much. Great. How can you stand up for yourself in this situation when you walk into work today? How can you... You know, just say with a friend, maybe you don't cut them out. Maybe you really, they need to be in your life and you really love them. And it's it's a valued friendship. But where can you speak up and say, mm-hmm. I don't like the way you talk to me like that. And it's going to really jolt them at first. Right. Like, what? You never speak up. Why are you speaking up? You always up? just
1: roll over. yeah. You know,
0: Um, where can you, even if it's not getting a gym membership, where can you just walk around the block?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, just implementing small little things. Where can you read something in a book that will expand your mind or, you know, I think it's, it's, we have to also be patient with ourselves and kind with ourselves and patient, gentle. Patient,
1: honest, kind. I mm-hmm. think those are the three, the three dings. Yeah. Patient, honest, and kind. And
0: slowing it down. Yeah. just Slowing it down and turning inward. Anyway, we are running out of time. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun sitting with you (laughs) in this this situation outside of everything else we do. And I want to thank you all for listening again today. And next month we are going to be working on empaths and healing empaths and what being an empathic person means. So that will be the theme for March. And... We will talk with you soon. Have a good day. Bye.